Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Josh Brown. Oi, oi. And James Dowse. Hello. How are we all doing on this fine day in person, no less? Mm. It's very nice outside, Scott. The sun's flying <laughs> through <laughs> the window. No windows, I'm next to the one window we have at our office, I'll yeah, have you, you know. I get all the sun. I'm he loves, like he Superman. He loves the glare on the screen. He can't get enough. Call me mm. Lord. I am solar powered. <laughs> Good Lord. We thought that we would do some predictions for the rest of the year. Save us doing yet more Elden Ring things yes. because every single podcast every single piece of audio we've put out has something to do with Elden Ring, Mm -hmm. Um, literally because all of us are playing it. But at the same time, it's worth doing some predictions for the rest of the year. Now, we've put some different things together um, of different degrees of madness and might happen-ness, and we'll see how we go. Now, the opening one for me is the PlayStation 5 Pro being announced. Now, I don't think this will be the case because the PS5 is riding high. However, Sony introduced the idea of the Pro systems during the PlayStation 4 cycle, and it is the kind of thing that they would do. Now, this has been leaked according to comicbook.com. Now, they, they're oh, left, yes. right, and center. Um, sometimes they're right, sometimes they're way, way off, but it's a fun talking point. Anyway, um, apparently a shipment was spotted and has leaked in regards to the PlayStation 4 being put, uh, PlayStation 5 Pro being put together, um, and apparently it's scheduled to release by late 2023 or 2024. James Dowse, what do you think? Oh, why? Because there's, <laughs> there's so many stock issues as is, which I'm fairly certain aren't solved until, like, next year, probably. No. Most people listening to this probably don't have a PlayStation 5 yet, yeah, although they exactly. kind of recovered a little bit. So what was it? PS4 was 2013, Pro was 2016. So it's so. Yeah, it's understandable. But even that, the, the PS4 Pro they brought in as a response to how crap the PS4 was in terms yeah. of hardware processing power, and mm-hmm. it was all when they revealed that it, it was all the devs going like, "We need this," to be honest, because Fallout's barely got a stable frame rate, <laughs> and then they kind of got there with the PS4 Pro. I it's, think. No, go on, James. I was going to say, the second they announce it, that's very much like, oh, yeah, we made an underpowered system. Mm, which they haven't really. Like, the no, PS- it still feels like we're waiting to take full advantage of the PS5 with the yeah. amount of stuff that's on PS4 as well. That would be the issue with me, right? I mm. think a, a PlayStation 5 Pro will definitely happen. I think, you know, they've laid the groundwork with the PlayStation 4, with the Xbox and stuff, and I just feel like it, we will get one of those refreshes. Mm. I think technology has moved to the point where it's almost archaic for games consoles in spite of everything else. Right. Uh, just kind of like sticking 
sticking with one thing for that long. That said, with the way this generation started, like Douse mentioned there, you know what I mean? We're still in a, an era where they have these chip shortages mm. where if you make a PlayStation 5 video, you get people in the comments, rightly so, <laughs> just fuming because they're like, well, this isn't applicable to me because I'm trying it to get a PlayStation 5. Yeah. It must be, but they just can't get it because they just keep getting snapped up. The stock isn't there. Mm. So maybe in 2024, I kind of mm-hmm. would see it happening then. But on top of this, We've had our PlayStation 5s now, like, one year, four months. You blew my mind saying it was available, like, over a year ago. Yeah. Or like, yeah. It was, like, yeah. November 2020, wasn't it? Was Am I getting that right? Yes. yes. That yes, makes sense. The fact yes. that it came out in 2020 well, yeah. this is, is madness. It's madness because it feels like we haven't really got started on this generation no, yet. So no. to get a refresh Contras so soon... NPCs look terrible, John. <laughs> exactly. Yes. They certainly do. They look like my nightmares. Uh, yeah, I just feel like, you know, it, this generation's been delayed, mm. and I would want to see the production of more consoles uh, respond in kind to that. Mm-hmm. I want to yep. see, you know, the regular PlayStation 5 get more like exclusive support before we kind of hold our hands up and go, well, he's an alternate version. That's uh, the thing, missed it. is that I, we need more dedicated PS5 exclusives. I want things that are built from the ground up. And we'll talk about um, God of War at some point um, in this regard, because even God of War 2 is going to be on PS4, which means that it wasn't built with the SSD in mind from day one, which is the stickler that I keep coming mm-hmm. back to. Scott Tilford, James Douse. Yes, right. I want to lay this on the table right now. I You loved- put that away, Josh Brown. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Very nice, very nice. I'm going to take this off the table right now. Um, I loved the PlayStation 4 Pro. I will hate the PlayStation 5 Pro (laughs) should the PlayStation VR 2 come out before it and suddenly I've got a PlayStation VR 2 and they say, actually, this works better on this bit of cake. Mm. I will will, will (laughs) take the the walls down. I will Chris Jericho this gap up. I don't know what that means. I've just heard it through this office. That's what he does, isn't it? He's left, right and centre. Another final thing with the PS5 Pro before we very need to move on is do you think, Mr. James Dowd, that they'll change the look of the system because they got a little bit of a backlash for how ludicrously sized they the add PS5 another is. Lev- uh, was it a layer of the PS4 <laughs> that they did? An so extra just, little fin. Yeah, let's add more. Maybe <laughs> that's what make it bigger. PS4 Pro. Yeah. Um, that's the thing I wonder because they put out all the, right now you can buy those different um, fascia plates that yes. go on the PS5 and I want to get a, I want to get a black one and a pink one and put them together. Oh, okay. sick. Yeah, you, that is a lot of money wasted. I know, which is why I've not done it yet but I want, I want to do it. Pounds. I want more customization like that. I need yes. to confess something to both of you boys. Uh, yes. I've had the PlayStation 5 like you for mm. one year four months and yep. counting my uh, stand is not on properly and nor has it been <laughs> since day one literally no one's is and I literally no. don't understand how it goes on I'm trying to lay it flat and yeah. I'm trying to put the little stand on so it doesn't little go wobbly yeah. Yeah. yeah I've clipped it on yeah. wobbles all over the gaff and yeah. I'm like you, you're meant how? to have the stand between the two squares it's like square symbols and J- you put them between J- J- James Douse what Two I, squares? Yeah, do you know, obviously, yeah. how the PS5 has all of the symbols of the controller, like, all over the oh, place? Oh, yeah. On the back, where you put the stand, there's, like, a square, circle, triangle, blah, blah, blah. So it's square to square, and you connect that, and then it sits perfectly. A lot I, of good advice, but if you don't think that I've spent so many waking <laughs> I hours... I believe that you haven't. ...looking at those squares... <laughs> Like Charlie there, and it's always sunny with me bored up, just not understanding why these are huge girlfriend. No, it's the squares. No, no, it's the squares. (laughs) In that regard, I didn't know that at all. I just sort of went like they tried to aim for the middle with those clips. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, yeah, I don't think most people have their PS5 secure because that Mm -hmm. thing is quite loose anyway, and it moves around quite a bit. Anyway, we'll talk about other stuff. Um, Next thing down is the idea that Breath of the Wild two and God of War two are both going to be delayed. Now, this is from Mr. Josh Brown. It brings me no joy to predict this, but I just feel like you know. 
God of War was announced for last year, which yeah. is crazy mm-hmm. in hindsight. But obviously, you know, that was always going to be tight without a pandemic. Then obviously True. we've had a pandemic. We're still in the pandemic. A lot of people are still working from home in game development. That's delayed so many different games. Mm-hmm. You know, you had the director of Final Fantasy 16 coming out. That's saying that working from home delayed that game by half a year. Mm-hmm. So taking that in account, the fact that we don't have a release date yet, I'm sure it's tentatively um, up for holiday like uh, Horizon was last year. Mm-hmm. But Horizon got delayed. And I feel like, you know, the reason for that delay, ultimately they came out and said was, to not crunch it for the holiday season. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe Sony's kind of going down that direction more where they don't want to crunch their teams. And that's a good thing. So I I think that might kind of bleed over to God of War if it's going to require crunch to get it out this year. Maybe they're just like, right, we're going to Horizon this. We don't need it. We've got Horizon. We've got um, Gran Turismo. We've got Forspoken. Mm. We've got Final Fantasy maybe. Let's push it to next February. Funnily enough, Forspoken just got delayed uh, last night. So it's like in that regard. But yeah, I don't know. I'm weird with God of War because I remember when the the 2018 one came out and Cory Barlog said it won't take as long for the next install because it took five years for them to put together the 2018 one. Mm-hmm. And so obviously the pandemic elongated that massively, but the assumption was that they had the engine sorted, they had the, most of the character models sorted, obviously mm-hmm. Atreus is different, um, but it felt like they had the groundwork and they could then crack on with a sequel, a trilogy, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So I would hope that it is coming this year. I would assume that it's they've been hanging back because they're going give, to give it an actual release date at the state of play that's assumedly this month, mm-hmm. um, whether or not that's even true or not. Um, but I guess we'll see. James Douse. With the Breath of the Wild 2, mm-hmm. strongly believe that that's going to be delayed. Of course. Really? Of course. <laughs> that would suck. Like yeah. that's five years uh, since Breath I, of the Wild. I followed along with the original Wii U version of Breath of the Wild when right. that was first now now it's like what 2014, I think oh, it was. Oh god, that's initial like, yeah. Watching Miyamoto and uh Iwata or whoever just playing it, being like, Yeah, it's coming out this year. <laughs> Fifteen comes like, nope. Sixteen. Nope. And I was going to get a Wii U for that damn game. And then I never did because it just came out on Switch anyway. Yeah. Uh, so I just don't believe anything that they ever say about Zelda. <laughs> it will come out when it's good and ready. Yes. And why not release it six years after the first one in March? It'll probably be a March release. Just, this is kind of what I was thinking, James Dowish. You took the words right out of my mouth, oh, like Meatloaf said famously back in the day. Was that a Meatloaf song? I do believe I it was. do anything for love? Uh, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would, but uh, that's not the one I'm talking about no. right now. Um, you put that away, Josh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking it off again. Um, what was I saying? Yes, uh, wasn't it six years between the game before Skyward Sword? Skyward Sword? Like six years between that and Breath of the Wild? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. So mm. a six-year turnover, especially with yeah. pandemic working. I know it's a sequel, but I imagine they're going to do a lot new. Uh, that just, it just makes sense to me. Like James Dow said, to get mm. out in March, perhaps. Yeah, it's really. I mean, that would be it'd be um, five years because it was 2017 for Breath of the Wild. So, no, so March will be six years, wouldn't it? Yeah. So or in 2022. But next year, no, but I'm sorry, oh, next delayed year. until next year. The word I? delay that I said, yeah, you know, wrong. <laughs> the um, yeah, with that thing, it's weird because I feel like Nintendo completely skimped on the 35th anniversary stuff that yeah. they should have done something yeah. for, and I wonder if they're hanging back to do a big Zelda blowout in general yeah. uh, with whatever the next game is, because this is one of the only sequels to a main Zelda they have ever done. Like obviously Majora's Mask, you can argue was a sequel to Ocarina, mm-hmm. whatever, but they've never just taken one. They've gone on the like DS and stuff, like yeah, Spirit, Spirit Tracks, Tracks, whatever. But like yeah. it's been a while anyway, so I kind of wonder if they need like another thing alongside it to be like, here's another one of the thing you've kind of already got but yep. also here's all this other Zelda stuff similarly now that Pokemon's been announced for like November mm. why would they do that why would yeah. they put November, uh, Pokemon and Zelda at the same time I True. mean they can of course mm-hmm. they can mm-hmm. why? well 
let me pivot into this next thing because maybe go. they're doing it because the Switch Pro is uh, finally yeah. coming. This is one of James <laughs> Dallas's things. Now, this is it was doing the rounds in the last couple of weeks, and I mean, we can barely escape it to be honest. Month to month, ends. there's nearly always another uh, leak saying that something's been spotted or some other type of glass has been manufactured, and it's not <laughs> going to be on the Switch OLED. But James Dallas, what do you think of the idea of the Switch Pro? All I want is DLSS on it, <laughs> just yeah. so I can have. Good frame that rate. That seems to be their secret weapon, <laughs> yeah. I think. Because yeah. I've wanted to play that uh, Age of Calamity for the longest time, that Zelda game. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Hyrule Warriors. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to play it one frame a second. No. Like, I want the frames. Yes. You don't want a flip book version <laughs> no. of Zelda, no. So, like, I've been holding off on so many games. Same with um, Link's Awakening. Yes. That's the awful frame rate on that. <laughs> I want a good Switch that can actually play these games. <laughs> that was the thing when they announced that new Fire Emblem thing at the last, um, whatever the live stream was. And I was like, that, even in the trailer, it's running like hell. It's yeah. like all these big Musou games that the Switch has become coming known for, yeah. they can barely run. It's like this Pokemon Arceus. Yes. Uh, when the Pokemon run at like five frames a second. <laughs> Just, oh, they've got so much money, Pokemon. Team. Even in Kirby, in the demo for Kirby, anything that's in, not even the distance, yeah. it's like past the initial bit is doing like half frames to move yes. around. Same as in Pokemon Arceus. Yeah. They're, they're in dire need of a hardware upgrade Refresh, and it feels yeah. like this, yeah, they could slot something in. Yeah. Um, bringing it back around to um, another one of mine, which is that the Metal Gear Solid remake is real. Now, I just defaulted to this because it won't go away. There's too many things pointing at it and not to get not to start covering every single leak in this regard but I just wonder like if you're PlayStation if you're Sony what cards do you have to play for the rest of this year and I have another one that we'll get to potentially at some point but do you think the Metal Gear Solid is enough to turn heads like overall do you think that the time has passed does the new generation care like I is think, it a thing I think people still care you know Metal Gear mm-hmm. Solid is one of those eternal um, names and I mm-hmm. feel like you know obviously with the lack of Hideo Kojima a sequel would probably be you know treated with a bit of trepidation mm-hmm. if not out right hostility so going back to the source you know a game that isn't really accessible anywhere else like you can play Metal Gear Solid 2, 3 Peace Walker 5, mm. 4 all on PlayStation now you know they're quite accessible <laughs> you gotta Metal stream G- them though and all right, I did this. Mm-hmm. Only four kind of sucks. Four right. chugs along, but the rest actually, at least for me, I know everyone's internet changes mm-hmm. and it's different, but they worked okay for me. Metal Gear Solid 1, though, is a game that people now will have heard so much about but maybe never played themselves mm-hmm. or maybe never even watched anyone play through because the hardware is so old, you have to go out and buy it. Uh, PlayStation in, Classic on the go? Oh, you can get the PlayStation yeah. Classic, I suppose. Speaking uh, of one which, frame a second. Yeah, <laughs> which only I think I bought, so I mean, <laughs> Apparently. that's up. So yeah, I, I, I think this would turn heads. I think it would work in the same bracket as a Crash Bandicoot oh, remaster yeah. mm. or a Resident Evil remaster is probably a more apt or remake, more apt comparison point. But yeah, I think if you remake Metal Gear Solid, mm-hmm. you get mm-hmm. Kojima back on, not as a director, but as a consultant. Ooh. You know, Sony has a relationship with Kojima. Just get him back on to he okay, doesn't have yeah. to do anything. He can just say, I endorse this product. Do you know what's, what's something a, like that? A mad sentence. I think you keep him the hell away from it because okay. the more you in- involve Kojima, the more he'll tinker with it and change it. He hated the Western version of Metal Gear Solid 1 because right. he had that. He hated the fact that that one guy translation team sorted out all the different references that were in that game, all the different things, all the different action movies that that guy watched and brought across. It's why Metal Gear 2 and onwards is the most Kojima thing ever yeah. and they're not even like Metal Gear Solid 1. I think if he's given the opportunity for any creative agent <laughs> <laughs> he'll gut it and it'll be weird I you, you might you, like you might be right man you might be right but on all of the best remakes I think like the older creative teams are consulted like mm. if you look at the I think it's the no clip documentary for the Demon Souls um, mm. remake from Blue Point. you know mm. they were talking about wanting to stay true you know getting the original design documents stuff like that you mm. can make a faithful thing and I'm not saying like I said Kojima should direct it but I think if you get Kojima on just to look at the final product don't involve him <laughs> for like the actual nitty gritty just get him to look at 
look at what they've done ultimately yeah. and go, all right, this is all right, lads. Just send you him know, a few things fine. on Slack and see which one he wants. Yeah. 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 You just go from there. But I think in regards to like that overall project, it feels like, um, yeah, they need to stick to what the original ones were because there's a, such a feel to that first Metal Gear. There's such a feel to the the way that the voice acting, like there's such a portrayal of those characters. I wouldn't want those things to change, even though David Hayter himself said you can hear the cars going past the window when they were recording because they were literally sitting in a, in a very specific room. Did you read the rumours about it being PSVR 2? Launch title. Yes, I did. James Douse. Yeah. I really did. Was it you who wrote it? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I don't know because what do you guys think of that? Like, if they brought Metal Gear Solid back, but it was a PSVR two launch title, I then don't care. What oh, if okay. it was just optional? Like, yeah, it's just yeah, the Resident Evil, Resident Evil 7 style. Or Hitman, yeah. yeah. I feel PSVR feels like this weird like little addendum to like PlayStation's overall um, approach to the generation. Like As a company, I see their multimedia push, the movies, the TV shows, the games, and then like VR is like this thing they tried, and I thought they weren't going to do it. Jim Ryan was like, oh, it's something about we'll never try it again in the foreseeable future, and then they announced PSVR 2. So like, it seems like that is something they're going ahead with, but it's kind of just over there. Like VR in itself mm-hmm. is just over there somewhere. I know what you mean, but that's also Sony's approach to anything that isn't a mainline console. And every- that the competition hasn't done that they can go, oh, that's, it works, lads. <laughs> yeah, like, that. handhelds, you know, Achievements, VR, trophies. trophies, streaming, they're just like, this is on the periphery <laughs> and we kind of care about Game it. Game Pass, Spartacus. Yeah, we'll do whatever we need but to. Will this not be the Half-Life Alex of the Steam, like the Steam's version of, uh, what is it? Is it, do it? I'm just... <laughs> yes. What am I doing? <laughs> I'm having a ramble. Same video games coming out you, James. Yeah, no, um, who maked... Oh, who makes I'll tell you who makes it. It was probably Valve that I think Valve, you think of. Right. Yes. So they do that. Yes. So this could be their version of that. You're not wrong. To be fair, the amount of that's the thing. Half-Life Alex has been requested beyond the VSVR2. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of the things that shows off VR as a, a thing to play. Uh-huh. So yeah, it would make sense if they need to sell the tech. I think it would, you know, because you've got potentially the Alex port that comes over. Mm-hmm. You've uh-huh. got potentially the Resident Evil 4 port that comes over. Everyone says good things about that. You've got that Horizon game coming mm-hmm. out, but if you want like an instant win, something that people can pick up and play in already know mm. MGS you know it works yeah. it's a it's a it's recognizable uh, Sony associated brand you, you get in there speaking of a PlayStation uh, Josh your next one down was PlayStation buys Square Enix and Microsoft buys Warner Brothers been, all parts of them I've been okay. thinking about this a lot okay has. this is a two-pronged attack and I'm sorry if I'm gonna bore you with a big speech but uh, Sony obviously have said that they're looking at acquisitions they said that the Bungie acquisition was not the first or will not be the only one this mm. year even or in the coming future and if we look at the studios or publishers that they could buy a lot of people say Capcom you know they've got a relationship yeah. with Capcom, Street Fighter, Resident Evil, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. However, I don't think it'll be Capcom unless Sony gives them an offer they can't refuse because <laughs> Capcom has no reason to sell. Capcom yeah. is doing extremely well yeah. on their own right yeah, now. Yeah. They had mm-hmm. a few dodgy years at the start of the 2010s, but now with DMC, with Resident Evil, Monster Hunter, they're on top of the world. To they're quote their better. president, Capcom is back. Capcom is back <laughs> yeah. to quote their president. You know, they're doing well. Why would they sell? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Square Enix on the other hand, are like my parents and are perpetually disappointed <laughs> in everything that they get. Can't agree uh, with the West, just trying to make it work. Can't do it. Every one of their <laughs> games comes in under expectations, yeah. according to them. Like, they complained about Guardians of the Galaxy. They complained about mm-hmm. Deus Ex. The, Babylon's the, Fall currently on its arse. The, the Avengers yeah. almost bankrupted the company, essentially. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they've got all of this great IP, and a lot of it is already associated with Sony. You've got mm-hmm. um, Tomb Raider, mm-hmm. for instance. You know, you've got Final Fantasy, you've got all of like the the, uh, the Japanese RPGs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so because they're in this kind of position where they're financially just kind of annoyed by everything comes in, <laughs> but are sitting on this gold mine of IP that's already got this relationship with PlayStation, yeah. I just don't yeah. see them 
I, I think they have to be considering an offer. Like, if somebody well, come in, they have to consider that. Final Fantasy sixteen is a PlayStation 5 exclusive. Yeah. So, like, yeah. even that, even their next big thing... I mean, that's the thing. You talk about Avengers did almost bankrupt them. The stories that came out of that were the, they almost went bankrupt and Final Fantasy seven Remake saved them. So it's like the value of the Final Fantasy IP should be their main thing, yeah. and that's already a PlayStation exclusive. Well, you go with Final Fantasy sixteen, Final Fantasy seven Remake, mm-hmm. you know, all of that stuff. Uh, it's just... For me, it, it, it feels like they're halfway there anyway. Like, True. there's such mm-hmm. a dedicated second party um, publisher uh, with all of these IPs like just take the extra step well it's like um, before we were recording me and Dallas were talking about like the fact that they've announced so many uh, pixel remasters for um, the old Final Fantasy games but they're only on Steam and iOS if you yeah, put right. Final Fantasy 6 or whatever like 5, 4 there's a lot of fan favourite ones in, before the series be- even became 3D if you put them on PlayStation that's an immediate massive uptick to that bottom line like I just I don't know why they're not doing that it yeah. never made any sense I feel like they do whatever the money like if the money's been handed to them they'll <laughs> whatever they want mm-hmm. because Kingdom Hearts came out on the PC and yes. that was only via the Epic store mm-hmm. which I'm not sure if you know about the Steam versus Epic thing that's a whole oh, yes. thing and it only ever came out exclusively for that and now it's weirdly clouded on Switch and it's just <laughs> like they're just naff they're just yeah. so weird a company but they'll just do anything as well with that bloody Tomb Raider when they released it exclusively to Microsoft yeah it's just it. like they feel like they'll just do anything as long as you give them a tenner they'll do it <laughs> All the stuff with Tomb Raider was so strangely handled yeah. as well. We had like three origin stories in a row. Mm-hmm. And the third one, um, I forget that the developer, they, they took off Crystal Dynamics and they gave it to Eidos. Yes. yes. Maybe the other way around. Yeah. I think that's yeah, what yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. And so we got Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which just felt like this weird hodgepodge of like bankable game elements. Just yeah. really soulless game. It looked gorgeous, but like it didn't, it just felt like game design 101 from a AAA publisher. Uh-huh. Um, and so there's all those things. Yeah, Square Enix are in a terrible position right now. Babylon's Fall, like I said, just released, should be the new Platinum game. Completely feels savaged in terms of how has a forced loot system, microtransactions, all the stuff you'd expect mm-hmm. from a AAA publisher going like, well, we'll let you do it, but you've got to put this in and this in and this in. Yeah. And um, and Babylon's Fall is an absolute, it's the lowest rated Metacritic game of the year or something really? so far. It's doing terrible. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Oh. Good. Um, anyway, next talking point um, is <laughs> is Donkey Kong Two potentially coming from the Mario Donkey Odyssey Kong team. 2. Now we googled this earlier on um, to see just exactly what this might be because it seems like Nintendo are pushing into a space of you know Mario Mario Odyssey worked very well, mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild big open world game. It feels like Nintendo are pushing into more open three D space stuff yep. for classically two D characters. Obviously, the next one being Kirby, um, and so there is potential that Donkey Kong could be the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, according to the leak, it is a, a two to slash two point five D. Donkey Kong game, but is that what you want, James? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, because why? They've just done the Tropical Freeze and the one before that was mm-hmm. Country Returns. Yes, both fantastic games, as in like incredibly good. Mm-hmm. But we've Funky we've, Kong's in Tropical Freeze as well. Is. Josh Brown's favorite fictional character ever. <laughs> Mr. Funk. <laughs> you're not funk. wrong, you're not wrong. You can't, you can't get away from him for mentioning the funk. But that was a great game. But why would you do that again? Mm-hmm. Like Rare made the Donkey Kong games back on the Nintendo 64, which was a great game. Yeah. Banjo-Kazooie. It's just their version of Banjo-Kazooie. Mm-hmm. Just do that again. <laughs> I think the amount of... Um, that's the thing. Like, I like obviously, the Kirby demo is awesome. All the, the ways that they're sort of just going... like That idea of, like, you take the Mario Odyssey template. I mean, it's it's like stock stuff. Big yeah. 3D open space, lots of collectibles, fun mechanics, easy access platforming, etc. And maybe that is just the next era for Nintendo. But at the same time, it is weird that if they're not embracing that stuff, because how much do they just keep going, well, we know this thing works. Here's another one. Like, for example, Pokemon Sapphire and Violet. So is the gimmick of this Donkey Kong one is he swallows something up and then he turns into that. He's like got a range Kirby. of ties. Yeah. Every time that he defeats him, he gets a new tie. But like Kirby's done the exact, it's literally the exact same game as Odyssey. Yes. Not? Oh yeah, well, in regards the to the capture thing. Yeah, yeah. So not Donkey Kong turn into a squirrel or something. Mm, <laughs> out, to be fair, I would take a range of Donkey Kong costumes if yeah. he's just like swallowing a salesman he gets a little shirt on. I would, <laughs> I'd be up for that. Josh Brown, thoughts on the, on the old 3D Donkey Kong? It's practically like watching two aliens talk about something that I just simply <laughs> have, I have, I have no interest or don't know anything about. So I mean, you've I not even got the Kirby demo, have you? I don't have you've the not Kirby sold demo. Any vending oh, machine. I've not. I, uh, Turns into a cone. That, yeah. uh, Kirby's a freak. cone mouth. He's Kirby, a, Kirby is a freak. He's, he's an absolute freak monster man. in this yeah. new one. An absolute, just devouring <laughs> yeah. monster. Like I don't trust that dude. Every whatsoever. time he eats something that's too big, and he has that little bit where he forces it a little bit, it's terrifying. It's, it's now, really like, weird. And his eyes go like, and it's just like you don't. What are you doing, Kirby? You yeah. need to eat him. See it. I don't want to see it. Terrifying. Him as a car. I thought he like swallowed up the car so he was like his mouth closed around the edge of the right. car no, well, no it's like on he's top he's just on top yeah. oh my oh, freaky god freaky stre- <laughs> freaky man it's like it is very like stretched and then left yeah it's just sort of yeah it just looks he's a bit he's gonna be baggy after this he is very baggy That's that, yeah, yeah I don't I love Kirby my favourite character but he's it's freaky man it's a freaky freaky turn from that man anyway um, <laughs> back to one of the final points that I put down is the idea of full backwards compatibility on the Playstation 5 now not physical compatibility necessarily no. I think they could patch that stuff in um, they have the whatever they have like half the system sales I think digital is beating physical but not by very much uh, in terms of PS5 sales um, but I think that they will do the full here's an archive of every past PlayStation game uh, as part of the Spartacus thing whatever that thing ends up being called um, PlayStation Premium I think or Elite or whatever is the top tier that's leaked and I think that will be here's your archive of PlayStation stuff um, and maybe that's a more safe um, prediction because it seems like that stuff has been leaked but on the before the state of play happens or whatever um, I just think that's their play I think that they bank on um, past successes to beat Game Pass yeah. Scott sometimes I just Hello. think we're like manifesting this into existence I hope so I feel like it's we've talked about nothing 
nothing else for like three years, you know? Every time we're just like, please just make this happen. Like, well, most of the time that we talk like a state of play, if we say state of play enough, it'll happen. Because most of the time, <laughs> what really triggers it, if we do a news on something that's leaked and we don't know if it's real, and then it'll be that afternoon, it just happens. <laughs> Every time. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, um, James Dowers, would you buy an old collection of PlayStation things? Because you've told me that you love a bug's life on the PlayStation. <gasps> and that wouldn't be in here. I can assure you, I never said that. I thought you said something other than, oh, we were talking about Looney Tunes games. I think he was on about dog's life. Oh. Yes, that many different lives. Sony. So no, no one but me likes a bug's life. I, I remember Josh it. Brown lit up for that for a second. Because <gasps> I was so thinking, excited. That's a licensed game. That's yes. never going to be on it. No, but I thought, no, I know, but me and you talked about old school PS1 licensed stuff and my yes. head went to a bug's life. Oh, okay. the, the most I've felt ones. in years. Like, yeah. oh my God. The yeah. Bugs and Tars game, the Bugs Bunny game. Yes. None of these are going to be on the platform. But, <laughs> but I was going to talk about reference points for the PS1. The entirety of that uh like era of game yeah. was just licensed games. Toy Story Two, phenomenal, one of the best oh, games Toy of all time. Yeah, Rugrats, Rugrats, yeah, didn't play it. It's Toy Story Two, Scooby Doo in the Cyber Chase, didn't play that. Yeah. What? Uh, not at all. But um, <laughs> <laughs> Toy Story <laughs> Two, one of the best games of all time. It's Never fantastic. available anywhere on PC. Yeah, on PC, no. Steam Deck, I suppose. <laughs> but either way, um, in a world where Game Pass and stuff exists, does the idea of PlayStation yes. banking on their stuff is that a rival? I think it makes sense. But as is, as you said earlier, I just don't want it to be streamed. I don't want it to be mm. like Netflix. I want to have them installed onto my hard drive and right. play. I don't want to rely on my internet being good. Same. You would have thought that it had the backwards compatibility mm. when PS5 came out. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think in regards to like physical stuff, yeah. I think it's interesting because they've made such a case for digital stuff. Obviously, one of the skews of the console is all digital, and like, mm. I wonder how much. I don't think they walk that back by just saying, "Hey, you can go buy Apescape and just put it into yeah. a PlayStation." I think that it'll be like packages of stuff. Yeah. Um, the thing is, though, um, speaking of Apescape, if you buy Apescape Two and try and play it on a PS Five because it's one of the PlayStation Two available games, it runs like hell. Like it's uh, it doesn't it barely renders everything popping right. in and out. Um, they didn't play test this stuff. Like it's one of those things where the PS Four library is just available on the PS5 um, and like things like the Warriors runs like hell um, like just little things like that that they need to go back and, and check again um, the biggest question with this is it kind of is the licensing stuff I don't think they'll ever get movie stuff on there but I do wonder how many third parties they talk to um, and then get a Crash Bandicoot or Metal Gear or Soul Reaver or whatever and like we've covered these in some certain news videos but what do you guys think if they do just first party stuff does that still work as a Game Pass rival or do they need to actually make some deals don't Microsoft own half of their exclusives from back then <laughs> well there is anyway. that, that's, oh that'd be such a weird conversation yeah. can we have crash for a weekend please no. <laughs> I, I just want him on again <laughs> i think they need more than first party you know they mm, could definitely yeah. sustain on first party but if they you know they're, they're moving away from ps now for a reason and that's to fight sure. game pass you know uh -huh. and to fight game pass you need a library that rivals game pass you know mm -hmm. you need to fight them on that level and if all you have is the first party stuff it's good i would it's definitely good. still get mm -hmm. it but you're practically just a nintendo at that point getting the virtual yeah, yeah. library or something that's you know? true and i guess in regards to uh, speaking of nintendo they have they still they still need to find a way to make the 70 pound price point fit with this stuff mm -hmm. which like uh, do you guys think that over a long enough well he, he's pointing, Josh, I, he's pointing. I, I did click i don't i never click and i just clicked at you there so sorry very <laughs> rude um just because you, you you raised a great point and i wanted to steal it before you could say it uh yes. Uh, you mentioned there about the £70 thing. Mm -hmm. Do you think that they have £70 games at launch? Because I don't. I think that's the thing that they differentiate from Game Pass Ooh. with. I just don't see them putting God of War, definitely mm. not day one, maybe a few months that's... in the future. I think they go the HBO Max route, which right. is to release, at least for the Batman, for instance, release something in cinemas, which is, in this case, release it in stores, mm. and then 45 days later or whatever, right. put it on the service. Yeah. James Dallas, what do you think? I completely agree with that, because their games... I don't want to cook up a storm, but the PlayStation games are so much higher quality than, say, Halo Infinite and <laughs> the copy and paste of Forza Horizon. And oh. Oh. Wait, I, I mean, it's one of my Speak favorite it. games of last Crazy. year, so I can I can 
diss it as much as I'm yeah. <laughs> you're your own man, mate. But, like, I feel like I'm justified by paying 60 quid for Ghost of Tushima or whatever. Right. But 60 quid for Halo Infinite, I'd have hated myself I would, yeah, if I, I would did be that. Hating that. Um, but that's what seems to be Microsoft's way at the minute, just finishing half done games mm. and then saying, in six months' time, when you're still subscribed... We'll, we'll have it finished. <laughs> They're definitely going down the route of, in Microsoft's case, it's bulk. It's like, yeah, well, yeah, you pay yeah. this for the month and you get um, X number of games, mm-hmm. which like that approach makes something like Halo Infinite more palatable. Yeah. Um, but it is absolutely worth pointing out that they did have a full price tag as an option for Halo Infinite, which, yeah, that would be a terrible deal if you managed to go down that route because um, that does make it more comparable with the high premium stuff on the PlayStation mm-hmm. side. Um, that isn't, I think they'll do, because one of the things that leaked that Jeff Grubb was talking about was that they would do game trials. So you would have um, some timed access to something like the new God of War or whatever, but that is becoming more of a talking point because Microsoft have opened, have gone down that route, or Xbox have, saying, um, you know, we're going to give you everything as part of a monthly fee. I wonder how much that um, conditions an audience to expect that, and um, how much Sony are trying, because everything that came out about Horizon was like big, opulent, gorgeous game. You wouldn't expect it, quote-unquote, to be part of a monthly service, and I wonder if they try and split it that way. Do they go £70 for this and the subscription, or whether that'll annoy people because they'll expect it? I, I don't think they'll expect it, personally. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I think, like like you said, you know, they, they treat their first-party ones, especially with a level of opulence that mm. I think that it's kind of like the Netflix streaming service thing. Like, not every Netflix streaming movie is bad, but there's a certain stigma <laughs> attached to it, whether earned or not, that just is, like, mm-hmm. in, in the culture, to think of it as maybe uncinematic or whatever, something that couldn't get on the big screen, right. and mm-hmm. now it's being put on streaming services. Uh, I, I wonder if that's trickling into the gaming world in a little way, mm-hmm. and Sony's kind of capitalizing it and going, like, look, this is a premium title. It's got this massive marketing budget behind it. And to be fair, so far, in my opinion, even though I don't necessarily think they should have bumped the price up i think the games themselves have justified that price like mm-hmm. I, I, you look at horizon for me I, I really love that game but it's it's so long it's so detailed like it feels like it costs yeah. hundreds of it's millions of dollars hell, yeah. Yeah, yeah but it's it, i feel like you get your money's worth from yeah, that yeah. you can extract it without feeling shortchanged mm. and until you get to the point where you do start feeling shortchanged I think that you can get away with it like you said Halo Infinite a lot of people obviously love that you know the multiplayer was I think me and are over 100 hours each in it yeah we did I well. know you two went nuts on it yeah. but uh, like 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 you said you know if it was unfinished you know mm-hmm. it has issues with, with the matchmaking or whatever like the, the modes that are in combined with the story mode which is also unfinished like you would feel like you said perhaps shortchanged if you paid full price for that in a way that you wouldn't with a God of War or a yeah, yeah, yeah. etc. Et we at some point will do a like state of Xbox thing mm-hmm. because um, I think it's interesting like all the value for money stuff that you do get on Xbox like when most people ask me what console should I get I actually point them towards Xbox yeah, because I do I think do. that like money wise you're getting so much stuff if you're more of a casual gamer or whatever and Halo Infinite is more palatable under just part of a monthly subscription mm-hmm. um, but it does skew that idea of like what you expect from that and whether it needs to ever be finished quote unquote in a way that Sony needs stuff to be finished because yeah. they're hanging a much bigger price tag on it but all that stuff gets skewed by the monthly pricing, um, which is interesting because they're about to introduce that element, assumedly, towards the end, uh, you know, as this year rolls out. Um, last thing is from Josh Brown, who, <laughs> seven words, Lord of the Rings Gollum owns. Lord of the Rings Gollum owns, right? This, Does is, it, this thing is going to own my life. Is it even real at this point? Well, I, I, yeah. as soon as I wonder, as soon as I lay in bed at night, looking at the ceiling, wondering if it's Did just... Did I see a, that if, screenshot? Yeah. <laughs> if it's a fever dream that you were all just entertaining, no, right? Talking about like little, like grimy freaks earlier, like Kirby. (laughs) 
Gollum is... Ten the, little grimy freaks <laughs> you totally missed. Well, Gollum will be number one. Yes. Gollum is the ultimate oh, yeah, little yeah. grimy freak. You know, little 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 fish-eating freak. You know one what of I mean? the only <laughs> things in history that can pull off a loincloth. Yeah, I would say. exactly. Yeah. In this, this game shouldn't work, man. Like you said, have I made it up? I don't know. Why are they making a Lord of the Rings game, an RPG-infused ex- like, game about Gollum? I don't know. You only do that if you know you're on to a winner. And I love the confidence. I love just the, just the absolute arrogance of it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a me game. I, I love feel it. like we've known that this was coming for years, and I feel like we've known about it since way before the Amazon deal got inked, and they've managed to put a trailer together with the CG stuff, and they're moving ahead with the Rings of Power to Game of Thrones stuff, and we're still just sitting waiting on what the living hell this game even is, because there is a teaser trailer out there. We've seen the character models. They didn't look great. No. Um, it made me think of the Stick series, um, the, the little goblin lad, Stixy, Stixy boy, I don't Mr. Know Mr. Sticks. Oh, like S-T-Y-X. Y-X, yeah, like, yes. like the band. Yes, and there's Sticks. like, there's two or three games like that. I can't think of the surnames now. Surnames? I can't think of the subtitles for them now. But I can't think of Sticks as surname either. But that was a nice little uh, stealth franchise and that made me think of the way they could do a Gollum game. Yeah. Because um, it is quite gritty and great, very dank, lots of caves and whatever. I was like, this is, feels a little bit Gollum-ish. Um, but James Dowse, what's How your thoughts? about they just mod Go on. Gollum onto the character on Here Elden Here he is, Ring. P- PC player it's over the here. PC. How would have they modded it? put Gollum on the dark on the Elden Roll character. <laughs> Elden Roll? Elden Ring? Yes. And just go from there. Just, say, <laughs> just have that done. The shaggy approach. Yeah. Just uh, when it's out. They could do anything with Lord of the Rings, man. Like, they, 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 they made Shelob, the giant freaky spider, a sexy lady in, in a game. And that yeah. was a stupid move, yeah. but, but they did it. So Gollum just turns into, like, the new Jack Reacher, just sort yeah. of massive <laughs> man mountain just coming. Make him hench, make him go from like Captain America uh, Steve Rogers into like Captain America Steve I'm Rogers. I'm Gary Ollum and I'm here to get the ring back. Ian Gollum. Ian Gollum, I would take him. Speaking of taking him, please take us in this audio form. Please get subscribed on all those things because it's been the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Taylor, joined by Josh Brown. Always a pleasure. And James Dows. Peace and love. Peace and love to everybody listening to us and we'll catch you next week. Bye bye. Bye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.